Grace and peace be unto you from God our Father. Welcome to the Lighthouse Church of Charlotte, where we shed light, show love, and spread the word of God. It is another night of Bible study and impartation, and we are excited about the things of the Father and what he's doing, not just in our lives, but in your lives as well. Welcome to all of you that are here in this sanctuary and those of you that are watching live in your sanctuary. It is time for our scripture. We are going to pray and we are going to flow right into our teaching tonight. I hope you are inspired to learn and to grow. And guess what? We're doing it together. Our scripture is Romans 15 and verse 13. Romans 15 verse 13. And it reads as so. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by faith of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Let us look to the Lord in prayer. Before we pray, will you hit me the like and share button and invite all of those that you're connected to to be a part of this impartation tonight. Let us look to the Lord in prayer. Our Father and our King, tonight we tell you thank you. Thank you for being good. Thank you for being our God, the God of our hope, the God of our salvation. Thank you for your grace and your mercy that was new this morning. When we rose, we rose to a new strength. We rose to a new opportunity in spite of what we said and done. Your blood covered a multitude of our sins. It was your grace that redeemed us and restored us. And so tonight, we are not only grateful, but we're thankful for your love, your unconditional love, your unwavering love, your love that seeks the greater good, your love that looks beyond all of our faults and sees and meets every one of our needs in this place tonight we lift up our hands we open our mouths our hearts are filled with praise and adoration to you and to you alone you are our great father you are a great king you are the great defender You've shown up for us time and time and time again. Even this day, God, we've felt obstacles. We've felt opposition. we felt resistance. But your grace, your power, your blood covered us. It kept us. And for this, we tell you thank you. Thank you for constantly coming through and for meeting the need and for meeting the desires of our hearts, God. We thank you because you're moving and you're working things out even as we're in this place of worship worship. You're moving in a special way. And so tonight our heart is filled with praise. We glorify you, we worship you, and we magnify your sweet and sovereign and merciful name. The name that goes before us, the name that defends us, the name that redeems us, the name that saves, the name that heals, the name that redeems. So Spirit of the living God, tonight follow fresh from the crown of our head even to the soles of our feet. Our hearts are hungry for you. We desire to be in your presence because we know in your presence there is a fullness of joy. And we're grateful because at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So come now in this place and do what you do best. That's be God. We're grateful and we thank you and we celebrate you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs> it's so good to see all of you. The Lord is good and wonders are his to perform. 
I hope you've had a good day. I hope you had a good week. The Lord is good. While we're in this vein and this move of Thanksgiving, I want to invite you to join with us, to partner with us as it relates to our tithes and our offering. And here's the thing, if you don't have anything to give, the fact that you're here alone is more than enough. Don't stress, all is well. All is well. We thank God for all of you that have partnered with us. The simplest way to give is head over to the Lighthouse, the Lighthouse CLT. That CLT chirps me up every time, though. <laughs> the LighthouseCLT.com. Hit the donate tab and be found given. In whatever way you choose to give, be found given. And we thank God for every seed. We thank God for every sower. We pray supernatural blessings in the mighty and majestic name of Jesus Christ the Lord. Can you do me a favor? Will you help me celebrate my man, my husband, my baby's daddy? I am so honored to not only do life with him, I'm honored to do this thing called ministry with him. And I'm grateful that the Lord has chosen us for such a time as this. It has been a long time coming, but we are grateful for what God is doing. God is good. God is good. He is wonderful. And he's working things out. We've had so many miracles and testimonies that have already taken place. Uh, for those of you that are connected with uh, the Lighthouse Church of Charlotte, people have purchased homes. People have moved into homes. God is just moving. He's moving in such a special way. And it's because we've committed our hearts. We've committed our lifestyles to the things of God. And we're grateful for what he's doing. Can you help me celebrate Pastor Barnes as he comes? Hallelujah. It's <laughs> tag, you're it. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am so grateful and honored to be here uh, with you all, those that are here with us in the building and those that are watching uh, through social media, on Facebook, and on YouTube. God has been tremendously kind to us. He keeps making ways. He keeps showing up, and he keeps providing. Day in and day out, we've been able to trust him. We've been able to call him as the author and finisher of our faith. He always makes ways. Can we just take about 30 seconds, 35 seconds, and thank him for being the God that always makes ways. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not for materialism. Not for things that we can purchase on our own, but because he keeps making ways for us. He keeps showing up. He keeps providing. There are so many of us that are dealing with issues and trials and things that are beyond our control and we're really trying to figure out the purpose behind the pain. And God says, I don't really need you to worry about the purpose. I just want you to trust the process and understand that he that has begun a good work shall perform it until the day of Jesus. And we are most certainly grateful that he keeps showing up for us and he keeps providing. There has been so many different attacks lately and recently on the mind and the emotions and the spirit of the people of God. Um, and I believe the purpose of that is to draw us away from the only source that can get us through whatever we've been dealing with. And so if you've been in the fight, if you've been dealing with something that seems to be beyond your control, I want you to trust the process and know that God is in full and complete control. While I was preparing and studying to come here, he said, tell the people of God, I see you. I see you. You, you may be, you may be, you may, it may seem like you're invisible and people are not paying attention to your contributions or to what you offer their lives. But he says, I see you and I'm not going to let your good works go unnoticed. He is focused and he is paying attention and he sees everything that you have going on. It is so good to be here on another Monday night. 
Amen. We have been having church. You know, I think last week we had church. We're going to have church tonight. Amen. We're going to do it. We're going to do it quick and we're going to be out of here. Amen. And we thank God for it. So grateful, so grateful, so grateful for all of you in your respective places. I would like to say to the deacons, members, and trustees and friends, but we're not going to say that tonight. <laughs> Right, all of the ministers, the elders, the ushers, everybody, thank you so much. You know, y'all may have your seats for the people watching. Oh, right, right, you're supposed to be ushering tonight, but you're supposed to get here before we start, but then we can do it. <laughs> thank God for my wife, uh, Elder Diane Jackson Barnes, amen, who worked today and um, she made it in time to get us here in worship. Um, I didn't work today, but I did cut grass. I know, I know. And I feel it. I feel it everywhere. I feel it everywhere. The middle of the day, it was 97 degrees out there today, and I was just sweating and pushing the machine, and it worked. It worked, and we thank God for it. It was. That's the only work that I'm doing until August, so we thank God for it. But uh, God has been tremendously kind. I, I am praying for my aunt. I got a call on my way here that my aunt, uh, Carla, uh, went in the hospital this past Thursday. Uh, with pneumonia and a couple of other infections in her body and the doctors are working uh, to get her clear so please join with me in prayer this evening as we are praying for her speedy recovery in Jesus name Amen. we started last week uh, a conversation called the extraction <clears throat> and uh, I want to kind of continue this oh, also next Monday night next Monday night we'll be here we are having Holy Communion next Monday night so if you are free and available I want you to come and join us I'm, I might even wear a collar or something like that I don't even know I have no idea I have no idea Jonathan Riggins is here everybody praise God such a such a pleasure wonderful wonderful so good to have people come from out of town and then the people just show up we're so grateful for it next week we will, we will have Holy Communion so we want you to join us and be with us there also of course reminding you every Wednesday morning at 7am uh, we host uh prayer and impartation via conference line uh, the Lord has been moving tremendously in the middle of the week just speaking to us and preparing us for what's next and so we are most certainly grateful for that Colossians 1 12 through 14 I'm going to read a few little verses for your hearing and I'm going to share with you what the Lord has given me and then we are going to get out of here amen amen Hallelujah. Colossians 1, 12 through 14. Paul says, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints of light, who has delivered us from the powers of darkness or rescue and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Verse 14 and 15, and I'll conclude there. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank and we praise you tonight for this moment, for this time that we have to share. We thank you for the illumination and understanding of your word. We pray that you would be glorified in this place you would move in a special and miraculous way that no soul that has entered into this room or into this life would leave the same way they were when they came in show up and show it as our prayer 
in Jesus' name. Now hide me behind your cross that your people might see here and receive what it is you have to say tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, this past week, most of the United States of America watched and seemingly stood still waiting to see the outcome of this missing tourist submarine. Five individuals boarded this submarine in hopes of seeing the remains of the historic Titanic and disappeared. Get this, at $250,000 a seat, these men, along with the CEO of the tourist company, embarked on a journey and never came home. For days, search and rescue efforts by a unified command composed of several international agencies ramped up accordingly. The U.S. Coast Guards, the Navy, and the Canadian vessel were all deployed in hopes of using their skills, their talents, and their experience to locate and rescue these people, obviously to no avail. The submarine was never found and those lives were lost. Several days and countless efforts with no real resolve. And then we hear the story of the 750 migrants uh, in a fishing trawl traveling across the Mediterranean Sea. I believe the complete death toll is still unknown, but as of a few days ago, 300 plus souls were lost. Get this, not because there was something wrong with the ship, other than it was overcrowded, but because the Coast Guards near them that were responsible for helping and responsible for towing the boat to the shore tied the ropes in the wrong spot, causing it to capsize. The ship sank. Hundreds of people trying to get to Europe for a better life never made it. Two completely different situations, two totally different scenarios. On one hand, you have full and sincere efforts to search and rescue those lost at sea. And on the other hand, you have those that were sent to help but caused crises and calamity. I wanted to bring this up in conversation tonight to make two points and then we'll move on. The first point is don't expect rescue from people who don't know where you are. I don't mean in a physical or natural sense, but perhaps mental, emotional, and spiritual. Some of us are guilty of expecting help from people who need help themselves. We are all guilty of bearing our souls to people who are drowning in their own sorrows and misery. You're looking for a lifeline, but they're trying to find a life jacket. They need help themselves. We are all guilty. He says, don't expect help from people who don't know where you are. You have to connect with people, with those who understand your state and are conscious enough that if they can't help you, they know how to pray and stay out of the way. You have to be intentionally connected with those who can discern the difference between needing a shoulder to cry on and a listening ear. Some people are with you to get access to what you have, but not to help you when you need rescuing. Now, this is how you know that you're connected to people who can't find you. You ever get on the phone with somebody and your countenance is different and you're really not in the mood to talk and you got a lot of stuff going on and you're not in a good place, you're not your normal self. 
And instead of them being able to pick up that something is off and something is wrong, they keep talking as if they never needed you in the conversation in the first place. That is evidence that you are connected to somebody, that someone is with you that will never be able to know where you are. And I was in prayer and the Lord said to me, be careful of people who are with you but can't find you who have been in your space, who has been in your life, who has been on your phone, has been in your house, but they have no idea where you are mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. They are there, but they're not with you. The second point I'd like to point out, and then we move into the text, hopefully, is that I'd like to illuminate from this revelation the Lord gave me about the Coast Guards there in the Mediterranean Sea. He says, not only should you not expect help from people who can't find you, but be very careful of those too eager to show up. Oftentimes, the willingness and the effort isn't matched by preparation and experience. People will come in and do too much too soon. Are y'all with me or am I by myself? They'll talk and they, they won't listen. They'll offer advice on situations that they've never been in before. They'll give opinions in areas that don't call for one. They are, they're the people that step into your life and try to be an asset and end up becoming a burden and a liability. They step in and make everything worse by overcomplicating situations that could have easily been resolved already. They most likely, this is what the Lord said to me, and I almost fell out of the chair lens. He said, they most likely have a God complex, but the attention span of a child. He says, be careful of people that want to come in and do a rescue mission, but they have no experience on how to get you out of something that they've never been in on their own. They can't rescue you. They won't be able to help you. They won't be able to find you. So tonight, I want to talk to y'all as briefly as I possibly can from the topic, he found me. Look at somebody and tell him he found me. In, 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 in a time where there are so many of us lost, in church, lost, saved and sanctified, lost, working in ministry, lost, we ought to be thankful for a God who can find us. We should sleep better at night and maintain a consistent praise because all of us were lost, but he came and found us. The lyrics of the song says, I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry and from the waters lifted me, now safe am I. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. We serve a God who can find us, a God who will meet us where we are and will rescue us from whatever captivity we find ourselves in. Matthew records the genealogy of Jesus and helps us to understand that Jesus comes down through 42 generations from Abraham to David, from David to the carrying away to Babylon, and from Babylon to the introduction of Jesus equals 42 generations born of a virgin in a horse's stable for the sole purpose of redeeming man and saving us from our sins. Now that might not mean much to you unless you go back to what we discussed last week when we discussed in the Exodus narrative when Jesus, when God speaks to Moses and says about the people of Israel in bondage and captivity, he says, I have 
seen their afflictions and I have heard their cry and I'm coming down to deliver them. When I look back at the text and I never saw God leave the throne, it dawned on me, Lichelle, that apparently he wasn't necessarily talking about them then, but he was talking about us now because he says in Exodus, I'm coming down to deliver you, but it's not until we get to this particular period of time that Jesus wrapped in human flesh comes down through 40 and two generations to deliver mankind from their sins. He already had it fixed and already had a plan in place that wherever you are, he was coming to get you. Whatever scenario you were dealing with, whatever trial you had to face, that you would never have to face it by yourself because you have a God that's going to come and find you where you are. Is there anybody here that's ever been so low and so down and in the worst position of your life and God came and found you? Just tap yourself on the chest and say, he came and found me came and found me. My mind was blown and my spirit was charged when I reread it and realized that God had a plan even then and he was going to make sure that we did he did exactly what we needed him to do to get us out. I know, I know, we know that God and Christ are one. Therefore, when God says, I'm coming to redeem man, I'm coming to wrap myself in flesh and be born of a woman in this world, walking and talking, living and breathing, being 100% God and 100% man, he says, I'm coming to find my people. He said, I knew since the first sin of mankind in the Garden of Eden that sin would separate us from him. So he says, what I needed to do was I needed Lance to create an extraction plan to snatch us out of the grips of Satan and back into the presence of God. Now, this extraction plan would be solid and soundproof undeniable and exclusive it had never been done before Brian and it will never have to be done again but John 3 16 tells us that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son he said the plan of God to extract us from the laws of sin and death would defeat the enemy once and for all now the death the burial and the resurrection of Jesus is exactly what the world needed while we were all getting lost in the world systems idolatry, selfishness, narcissism, greed, lust, all have been traps that consume the very energy needed for us to serve God and worship him effectively. So this plan was necessary as David says in Psalm 124, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, we would have been swallowed up. The whole purpose of God coming down here is that he needed to get us back. He needed to rescue us from the threat of drowning in our own sin. Now, please don't be upset and don't cramp up on me tonight because I'm most certainly not preaching on sin. But what I do want to talk to you about is my own testimony. And I want to tell you this in front of everybody that was listening, will listen to me. God found me. Let that settle in your spirit because none of you know what I had to do with and I don't know what you had to do with, but you know yourself. So you know where you were when you were the most lost. Come on somebody. You know where you were when you were at the worst stages of your life and somehow, some way, the place that you thought you could have died in or would have drowned in, God found you. If I don't say anything else tonight, there should be a praise in this room and even on this live because you have a God that will come and find you. 
When other people leave you defenseless and leave you hopeless and helpless, you have a God that will come and find you. My testimony tonight is he found me. God saw me where I was. He saw my pain. He heard my cry and he found me. Is there anybody here tonight that can testify when no one else saw me, God saw me. When no one else could hear me scream in agony, God saw me. When the sickness was becoming unbearable and even the doctors couldn't find the cause, leaving us hopeless and helpless, God found you. When your life ended up in financial ruin and you ended up robbing Peter to pay Paul to uh, uh, what's the name of that show that I like to watch? Uh, Good Times. They said scratching and surviving. God found you. He comes to wherever you are and he meets you at the point of your need. You never have to search for God. They used to sing a song that says, I got a telephone in my heart. I can call him anytime. You never have to search for a God who's always there. The issue and the, the problem that we dealt with when we're dealing with this submarine and even those migrants that was on that boat, you had to have a search and rescue committee. You had to have people to come together and say, we need to do whatever we can to try to find these people. But you don't need a search committee with God. You don't need people to come and try to figure out where you are because he says, I'm going to be with you. He don't have to look for you if he's with you the entire time. He says, I'm going to be with you even until the end of the world. And if that's not enough, I, I got two great, powerful, capable associates named goodness and mercy that I have already employed to follow you for the rest of your days. We don't need a search committee because God always knows how to find us. I love the old church when they used to say, if he has to reach way down, he'll pick you up. He always knows where you are. He always knows how to find you. He always knows how to get to you. And my praise and gratitude tonight is not based off of what I can purchase. It's not based off of what I drive or what I live in. It's based off of the fact that whenever I get lost, God can find me. I wish I had somebody here that was excited about the fact that you can never be too far away from God that he can't get to you. You can be in the lowest of the low. But you serve a God that says, even though you're not looking for me, I'm always looking for you because you have a God that can find you he found me in my mess he found me in my error he found me in my mistake he found me in a lie he found me depressed he found me sad he found me downtrodden he found me with tears of sorrow and not tears of joy he found me and said I love you too much to leave you the way I found you I gotta pull you up from here and get you to the place that I have assigned you you have a God that can find you said you ain't never gonna be too far that I can't get to you you'll never be too far that I can't do what I need to do to get you out of trouble even the closest people even the closest people to you couldn't find you couldn't rescue you even if they wanted to because there's some things that only God can do he says I'm coming down to deliver you Hello, somebody. The tricks and the traps, the plots and the plans of the enemy all devised to entangle you, to keep you mentally bound and under distress. He says, we've already dealt with the, and acknowledged the fact that the enemy is coming to steal, kill, and destroy, and he don't want your stuff. He wants your connection with God. So if he can keep you bound in your mind and keep you bound in your spirit, if he can keep you in prison, then he thinks that he can keep you disconnected from God. But I told you before that distance and 
disconnection is not the same thing. Just because you've been distant from God don't mean you can be disconnected from him. He's never going to disconnect from you. As long as the earth remains, God is going to have a connection with you. And all he wants you to do is what Peter did when he got ready to drown in that river. He said, Lord, save me. And the Bible says that Jesus reached down, grabbed him by the hand, and they both walked back to the boat together. You can never be too far that God can't get to you. Look at somebody and tell him, he found me. He found me. That's why I believe, and this is when we get in trouble, but you know, it is what it is, Chad. This is why I believe coming to church uh, for some is seemingly inconvenient. Being a part of an assembly is more difficult than it is to go to brunch or shop or anything. Not because you don't love God, but because the enemy wants to keep you detached. He wants you to lose your lifeline or the knowledge of who God is in your life. He found me. He found most of us. And some of us have our own testimonies of where we were. We, got, we know plenty of people that deal with addiction, but God found them. We know plenty of people that have were in relationships and dealt with things that were beyond their control, but God found them. It's easier for us to ignore the fact that we're lost. Because the truth is, most of us are lost with people that we are in relationship with. Help me. It's difficult for us to understand or even recognize that you're in a lost state because you got good company. Lord, help us. You got good company where you are. So it don't look like lost because it's familiar. But God said, you're not where you really are supposed to be. You're lost. So now I got to come up with a plan. I got to come up with a, an extraction plan to come down through 40 and two generations and put you right back with me because you're not where I planted you. You're not where I saw you. You're where you're comfortable. He says, you're, You've been there too long and now the place that you should have passed by has now become a residence. You change your address to a place that you should have already moved past. You have set up shop in depression. Somebody help me. You've set up shop in anguish and disappointment and disgrace. You have set up shop and changed your address and got furniture and plants and everything in a place that you were supposed to spend the night. You've been there too long. God said you've been lost in a place so long that you're comfortable in your lostness. It's not even a word, but I'm going to say it tonight. You're comfortable there and that's not where you're supposed to be. I need you to recognize that you are not in the position that I planned for you at the beginning of the world. So now I got to do something drastic. I got to actually come down off of my throne. I have to wrap myself in flesh, get in the womb of a virgin and be born in the ghetto in a horse's stable to come down here and get you out of the grips of sin. I got to come down here and rescue you from my nemesis. I sent him down here because he got kicked out of heaven and now he's trying to wreak havoc on the people that I put in position and I placed to worship and praise me. And so now I got to do something that I never thought I would have to do and I got to come down here and get y'all. He says, wherever you are, I'm coming that way. You see all in the New Testament when Jesus is moving from one direction to the next and he's going from one place to the next and you see the blind man sitting by the side of the road. You see the lepers in different places. I 
aren't you glad that you never have to move? That whatever state of mind and spiritual in God is going to come right there. He didn't have to go to the synagogue. The blind man didn't have to get up and go to the church or go try to find Jesus on a boat or anything. He sat in his blindness and God met him where he was. I came to tell somebody here that's listening to me. God told me to tell you to stand still because whatever you're dealing with and wherever you are, he's coming to find you there. He told me to tell you don't move to the left or to the right but stand like a tree planted by the rivers of water and whatever's wrong he's going to make it right. He says all I need you to do is trust that one of these days your turn is coming. Your time is coming. Your moment is coming when the deliverance and the breakthrough that you've been praying for is going to meet your house. You ain't got to do a whole lot of extra stuff. You ain't got to do a whole lot of moving around and talking to people who can't help you because most of them need the same help that you need. He says but if you wait on me I'll show up right where you are. Show up right where you are. I don't plan on doing a whole lot of shouting. He said, but here's what I want you to understand. I'm coming to meet you. I love you enough that I'm going to show up on your street. I'm coming to where you are. And if you have the faith to show up where I am, I'm going to stop and meet you right there. This is why we do what we do. This is why it's so important for us to gather together and come because there's healing here. There's deliverance here. There's breakthrough here. There's change here. There's power here. There is greatness here. And I believe that if we come together in the presence and the power of God, he's going to change the direction of our lives. And those that were lost will be found. Be found there. Isaiah 53 and 5 reveals some of the plan of God as it relates to his redemption plan. He says, for he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. The Lord told me before you could even get into anything, he says, I've already created a way of escape. I've already put a plan in place to get you out. You don't have to live in fear of being stuck in a life that doesn't reflect the will and the plan of God. He says freedom is your portion because whom the son has set free is free indeed. God is the master extractionist. He knows what to do. He knows how to get to you. He knows how to get you out. So Paul says in verse 13 of Colossians, he says here that God rescued us. He says, I'm here to serve notice on the enemy. I'm here to serve notice on the enemy that nothing, that none of his plans will work. We know that the weapons may form, but they will not work. You, you were rescued. Listen to this. You were rescued before you were captured you were already out before you got into it so at this point depression has to let you go God I wish I had somebody to help me here disappointment has to let you go grief has to let you go failure and the guilt of past mistakes has to let you go because you've been found because he found you where you were but you don't have to leave any kind of way he said I need you to know that you've been found that you've been rescued that you've been delivered that you've been changed that you have been brought with a price y'all listen to what I'm saying the blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary's mountain found us it said it flowed from from the top of the mountain down into the valley wherever the blood went there came protection wherever the blood went there came provision wherever the blood went there came new life in Christ Jesus he says you've been found in my blood all I want you to know is that you can't be lost anymore
He says, keep praising. If you, if, 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 if you want God to rescue you, if you want him to show up, he said, keep calling my name. Ooh, Jesus. That's what the enemy's after. He's after your voice. He wants to keep you quiet. How many of us have ever been in a place that we really didn't want to be in? And instead of praising and praying, we got quiet. We got silent. We got isolated. We got quiet. He says, I want to keep your mouth shut because I understand. This is Satan talking. I know that life and death is in the power of your tongue. I know that whenever you call your father, he shows up. So if I can irritate you, agitate you, and make you upset, you won't feel like praising. You won't feel like worshiping. You won't feel like singing the song. He says, God says, if you want me to rescue you, if you want to get out of whatever you're in you got to keep calling by name he said you got to keep praising you got to keep worshiping you got to keep reaching out to me you got to keep talking to me you got to keep reaching out and making sure that I know I know where you are but I want to see if you want me to find you I want to see if you want me to come where you are I want to see if you need me to follow your voice because my sheep come on know my voice another they won't follow I want to know that if you keep calling me I want to know if you can trust me if you can call me when you don't feel like it yeah I want to know if you can still praise me when everything seems to be going in the wrong direction. I want to know if you can still call my name when it don't seem popular, when it's uncomfortable, when you feel like you really don't want to, when you really would rather complain and cuss and fuss about what it is, but all of a sudden you change your mind and decide I'm going to pray and I'm going to praise because I need God to do what no one else can do. He says, I want to know if you can trust me enough to praise me when it don't look like I'm going to show up. When you see me rescuing other people. But I hadn't stopped by your house. Can you praise me when you see other people getting what they need and you're still in lack? Can you worship when it looks like the search and rescue committee are on the other side of the ocean while you're drowning? Can you imagine what some of those people must have felt in that Mediterranean Sea watching other people get pulled up but nobody can hear them drowning? He says, even when they can't see you, I can. And because my hand is greater than theirs, I can get you all at the same time. But I need you to trust that even if you die, I can raise you up. Even if it's too late for them, it's never too late for me. Because I am not a God in time, I'm the God of time. He says, I want every person under the sound of my voice to understand this one thing. You have a God that can find you. You're never lost when it comes to him. He knows where you are. The problem is we've put, we've put too much emphasis on people being able to find us. So we do stuff for attention. Filling the way, dealing with something. You don't talk to. We don't even talk to folks. We post it subliminals that's all those the little things pop up and you see certain things and you're like he says do you want to be rescued or do you want attention you, I, I'm not here to give you attention I'm here to rescue you if you want attention you can talk to them but just realize that after you get that attention you're going to be in the same position that you were in do you want to be delivered or do you just want somebody to rub you on the shoulder you want a pity party when you decide what you're looking for, then I'll know how to respond to your call. I'm here to find you. Because I knew where you were before you got there. 
I even set up things in place to prevent you from being in that place. But I'm never going to employ my will over yours. So I'll let you make that decision and I'll still come and get you. I knew you were going to mess up. You should have never answered that call in the first place. But I let you do it because I needed you to see that I'm the God enough to come and get you even from there. I'm God enough to meet you there. You drank too much and now you can't drive, but you need rescuing. I'm coming to get you. You fell and fallen short, fall, fell short of the glory too many times, too many times, and you keep asking for my forgiveness and I keep coming to get you. He's gonna keep coming, 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 because what he can never do is let the enemy win with you. He says, I'm going to show up for you. I'm going to meet you right where you are. And I'm going to come and get you. Some of us are so dissatisfied in life because we've been doing all of these different things, changing who we are mentally, emotionally, trying to figure out where we are. Lost in our own emotions. Lost in our own mental state. Lost in our own spirit. And we're trying to figure out where we belong, let alone where we are. And God says, I don't need you to figure it out. If you come and seek me first, all of these things will be added unto you. I'm going to give you a place if you seek me. I'm going to give you comfort if you seek me. I'm going to give you stability if you seek me. You ain't got to find yourself because I know where you are. You seek me, I'll tell you where you are. You're distant. You're further from me than you need to be. And I'm trying to draw you closer. So he says, I have come up with this extraction plan. We get ready to pray. He says, I'm going to come down there and I'm going to be one of y'all, but different. Because I need to pull you where I am. He says, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. I'm coming to get you. I don't know where any of you are. I won't profess to be that prophetic to be able to determine where you are in your walk, in your life, in your emotions. If your lack of sleep or your lack of peace is because you're just dealing with too much, carrying too much, past, present, and potentially even future, I'm not going to profess to know where you are. But what I will tell you is that God knows. And if you want him to find you and rescue you from whatever you're dealing with that's too much for you to carry, might be family might be finance might be just a tug trying to figure out where you belong you're working but you're unsatisfied there's no real satisfaction there's no real joy in what you do getting up you would rather lay in the bed but you know you got to make money some of us are just in a weird place and we're crossing over into this next portion of the year and trying to figure out hoping that the next part of the year will be better than the last but you don't feel too hopeful because nothing seems to be changing or at least changing quickly the Lord told me to tell you that wherever you are I want to get you up out of that because that doesn't look like the life of abundance that he promised us 
So right where you are, right where you are, right where you are, loudly, quietly, whatever's more comfortable for you, say, Lord, find me. Lord, find me. Find me. I'm lost in my own stuff. I keep trying to pray, but I can't get the right words out. Sometimes I want to go to church, but I don't even feel like being bothered. Lord, find me. Find me where I am and rescue me. Rescue me out of this. I don't want to be here anymore. I ain't trying to die, but I don't want to live like this. Help me. Come on. When you talk to him, you got to be transparent enough. Because God ain't coming to bless a lie. He's coming to get your truth and get you out of whatever you've been in. The consistency of a dying situation is coming to an end. It's coming to an end. We are going to say goodbye to dead end situations. And we are going to embrace the power of God that's going to usher us into the new and the now. Draw us closer to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are our Savior. You are our King and our Lord. We honor you, Lord. We honor your name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lance, sing a little bit of it for me. Bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Right where you are, just worship however you worship. But let this be your prayer tonight. Thank you, Jesus. We've been too far from God, but the blood draws us back. Hallelujah, Jesus. Find me, God. Find me. Thank you. Father, in Jesus' name tonight, we thank and we praise you for your grace, for your sufficiency. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your love. Tonight, God, we thank you, not just for materialistic things, not just for meeting our needs and giving us the desires of our heart, but we thank you for finding us. Ooh, for lifting us out of a horrible pit. We've, we've, we've experienced so much individually and collectively. But our testimony tonight is it was nobody but God. It was nobody but you that did for us what you did. And God, I'm thankful tonight because I know you'll do it again. Thank you. Thank you, Savior. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you because you're going to do it again. Because your mercy endureth forever. Thank you, Jesus. And your grace 
is sufficient. Thank you, God, that we have a never-ending love attached to your name. Thank you for your blood that you shed on Calvary's hill for the remission of our sins, that you redeemed us back to you, that we were disconnected, but now we are a part of your body one more time. Thank you, Jesus. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. And we bless your holy, mighty, and majestic name. In the name of Jesus, we give you the glory. And we decree and declare, Satan, you are defeated. No weapon formed against us will be able to prosper. We are saved. And we are safe in the hand of God. In the name of Jesus, we give you the glory. And we give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Oh, mm, to thy prayer. Lead inside, oh Lord, yeah, to thy prayer. Precious, lead. Lead inside, oh Lord. Lead mm -hmm. inside, oh, to thy breath. Just bleed. Lead inside. Hallelujah. Come on, let's put our hands together and give God praise. Come on, let's put our hands together and give God praise. Hallelujah. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Singing how precious oh is that that makes me makes me white. Oh. The blood of Jesus, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. We get ready to go, but I get caught in these blood moments sometimes because we look for deliverance and we look for ways out and other ways, but the blood never loses its power, y'all. Hallelujah. We don't have to do anything different, anything new. It hasn't changed. It's the same blood that saved your mother, your mother's mother, your mother's mother's mother, and everyone else in your family that covered and protected and provided in the worst of situations. And it's the same blood that's covering us today, not just covering us, but washing us whiter than snow. So sometimes I get a little caught up because I can't thank God enough for the blood. Hallelujah. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood 
of Jesus Nothing but the blood of Jesus Thank you so much for joining us tonight, for being in this worship service with us. It's such a sweet spirit in here. Hallelujah, Jesus. And I'm so grateful that the Lord showed up and he met us tonight. We're so undeserving, but he keeps showing up for us. We make more mistakes than we could count, but he keeps showing up for us. Tonight, I want you to leave in gratitude and appreciation for a God that keeps showing up. He keeps doing it. Hallelujah. He keeps, we keep messing up and he keeps showing up. Hallelujah. Thank him for a God that keeps showing up. Hallelujah. I'm going to let it be. Whew. But I feel a wind through here right now. He keeps showing up. God, I send healing and prayer to my aunt in the hospital in New Jersey. I pray that you would touch her body from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. You said by your stripes we are healed. So we send healing now that you would clear up every infection, that you would release her from pneumonia. God, that the flare-up of the lupus will have to die down in the name of Jesus. God, don't just heal her, but make her whole. We send the healing power to the room right now. Amaze the doctors. Shock the nurses. Change the prescription in the name of Jesus. I speak and declare healing to manifest. Speed up the time. Take away the pain. Give back full strength and energy. In the name of Jesus. If there be any sick among us tonight, lift your hands and receive healing. If you got any issue, any pain, any problem that you may be dealing with, even someone in your in your family right now, we decree and declare healing to them now. We declare healing now in their mind and their body. Regulate their blood pressure in the name of Jesus. Reduce the swelling in the name. Restore sight like only you can. I said like only you can. Like only you can. Like only you can. Give them their mind back. Somebody's losing their mind, but God, give them their mind back. The memory is slipping. The names are slipping, but you have the power to give it back to them tonight. In the name of Jesus, we give you the glory and we count it done. In the name that matters most. Oh, oh, oh. Heal now. Heal now, God. All manner of sickness and disease. Heal now, God. I feel a heavy healing anointing in here tonight. There are sicknesses in the mind right now. Emotional trauma. We are being healed from stress and depression and anxiety. You will not have to medicate to be able to function. God, heal now. Hey, hey. Send healing. Yes, God. 
in the name of Jesus. No need to self-preservate because God got it under control. The blood is healing. I said the blood is healing. The blood is healing. Send healing now, God. Heal now. In the name of Jesus, we accept your power. We accept your healing and we accept your grace. And only you can give in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Whew. For this moment of time and prayer and praise in your word. You are great and greatly to be praised. And we say, and because God is the greatest power, we shall never be defeated. Never be defeated. Never be defeated. If there's anyone watching, anyone around us that has decided or has been in prayer about being a part of this body, we would love to have you. We'd love to be your leaders. We would love to fellowship and grow with you in the presence and the power of God. We want you to be a part of this family. Think about it, pray about it. Give me your hand, give the Lord your heart, and come on and be a part of the Lighthouse Church where we shed light, show love, and spread the word to all people. It is our goal, it is our mission to make sure that everyone knows that this is a place of refuge and a place of safety. No judgment here. We're here to love and give you the word of God. If you did not have an opportunity to give, I want you to be able to do so. We got Cash App, we got Zelle. Again, you can go to the website, thelighthousectlt.com, and there are donation tabs there. Uh, some have already sown, some have already given their tithe, and we are most certainly grateful for your contribution and your consistency because we know that you can't be God's giving. No matter how hard you try, the more you give, the more he will give back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. The Bible says he's going to cause men to give to you. So the seeds that you sow and the tithe that you give to God are two different things. They reap two different harvests. And if you want to double what God is doing, you might as well go ahead on and try him and do both. He says, try me. Try me. And see when I open up the windows in heaven and pour out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. In the name of Jesus, you can give, you can sow now electronically. The Lord bless you real good. Your seed is blessed. You are blessed. We thank you for joining us again. Join us Wednesday morning uh, for prayer and impartation at 7 a.m. Uh, if you are not following our social media pages, please do so tonight. Uh, when you get to this live, hit the like button, the share button, all that stuff with your network. Uh, and also, again, we will be back here Monday night and we will observe Holy Communion and we're going to preach and we're going to have good church. We get out here around the same time, amen. So good to see all of you that came. We got guests and visitors and friends and family here. Uh, so grateful for you all. I can't fit that hat, can I? Terrible, terrible. It's okay. It's all right. I love you all with the love of the Lord. Uh, let us look to Him in prayer as we get ready to dismiss. I'm trying to let this go, uh, but I feel such a, a presence here. Not, not, not specifically. Uh, I've been under attack. I have. Every other week, it seems like something. Even not about money. It comes and it goes. I'm used to that. But when you have to search for peace, 
You can't pay for that. You can't find it in a book. There has been attacks against the peace. The peace needed to be able to function and focus clearly and accurately articulate what God is trying to convey. But I came tonight despite the current one to say, Lord, whatever it is you want to do, have your way. So I bind the hand of the enemy that's after our peace and I speak peace over every individual that's struggling with being able to breathe easy. Glory to God. I speak peace over you now that you won't just sleep but you'll rest. Not worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. Not worried about what's going to happen next week. Not worried about how you're going to pay for whatever's coming next. I speak peace over you in the name of Jesus. Now may the grace of God, the sweet holiness, can be in rest, rule, and abide with you henceforth and forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you all. Have a great night and be safe on your way home.